0: Jimmy with an icy Jones, bank account booming, fast lane zooming, touring around the world for my high post grooming. Bass like a preacher, love like a teacher, gotta cruise. Crips in Paris when I wanna, I speak cool. too many clothes. Got a ragtop top rolled, watch system in my speakers of bold. I kick it like a champ. I thought you knew it, but it ain't easy. But somebody gotta do it. Yo, I said want you to be on lifestyle, preaching famous. Then hang up on that fool. Yo, Ice, what are do you doing with the on the floor. Oh boy, the carpet, man. Yo, man, what are you do with all this money? All over the floor, man. Get the vacuum. Man. Yo, man, there's ten girls waiting in the bedroom. They've been there for a week. Another
1: day won't hurt. Yo, what up? What up? What up? What up? What up? It's your boy Lewis says Black coming to you with another podcast, baby. And on today's show, I want to address my Cowboys Nation. This isn't a sports show. By no means, this isn't a sports podcast. But anybody that's known me has known that over the past few years, every once in a while, I have to do a podcast just addressing what's going on with my Cowboys so that I could talk to the Cowboys Nation and lit my thoughts and words resonate with the Cowboys community as always shouts out to the Cowboys fans and fanatics crew that I'm a part of on Facebook very group a very good group of guys and girls man and I love how we can get together and have fellowship during the uh, off days and during game day and we can kind of chime in and leave our own comments and kind of interact with each other about how we feel is, you know, what's going on with the game, whether it be good or bad. Last night, we took a beating from the Ravens. And the sad thing is, it was a long, drawn out beating. At one point, the game was actually competitive, but they wound up getting us, getting us good, man, 34 to 17. So anybody that looks at it on paper, it's just going to look like we didn't even show up to play, but we really did. <clears throat> I have to take my hat off to the Cowboys offense as far as last night was concerned I can't say that they've been bringing it every game because if they was bringing it every game they would have accidentally won more games if your offense is bringing it you can accidentally win just by the other offense fucking up Um, penalties drop balls, fumbles, missed routes, running backs not being on their assignments, bad blocking. If you have a stellar offense, you can just accidentally win a few football games and the other offense will help you. Well, yesterday the case was offense came to play. I don't know if these guys wanted to try to get their stats up so that they could look good statistically for the season and keep their job security, which is what I think the whole offense was going for, especially the receivers. Of course, there were a few drop passes here and there, but it really wasn't too many necessarily dropped passes as it was just overthrown balls that never had a chance. But for the most part dalton was looking good he was definitely completing some passes and getting it into the receivers hands throwing some nice touchdowns you know we were running we 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 did good we definitely did good and the offensive line considering that it is legit a third string line the line really protected dalton and they showed what they were made of they stepped up and they rose to the occasion because after a while i looked up and even though obviously i don't ever want my quarterback to get hit i had to realize this dude has not been sacked i think they recorded the ravens which is a very good defense and they have a very aggressive pass rush they only wound up getting one sack on dalton maybe two but even still It was a victory for the offensive line to keep that man protected, and not only did he not get sacked, it was a lot of times where he had nothing but time in the pocket. I mean, this man was getting three to four seconds damn near, man, just checking everybody down, sometimes overthrowing it, sometimes completing the pass, but overall, he was able to get the ball out without having to make rushed throws. And I really like that. Zeke looked better than he usually has this season. He was uh, breaking, got like a 14-yard run here and there, and he was definitely making it happen. You can tell the difference, which is the Cowboys finally decided that since you're going to sit up here and pay a running back millions of dollars, you might as well give your running game a try. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And him and Pollard have made a good running back duo. Pollard was running hard. Shouts out to Pollard. He had a really, really good uh, 60-yard breakout on a uh, kick return. I don't know what happened with Greg DeLeg. I don't know because they're out there in Maryland, and it was cold. I don't know if his leg got cold. I don't know if there was some high winds working against him because sometimes the ball looked like it was going in legit but it would just kind of curve off a little bit but him alone he costs us 9 points 9 points that could have been on the board and these were field goals that were within his range because I think his longest has been about maybe 59 they are saying so with a guy like that you should feel confident if you've got him at the 40 yard line and he was not reliable. I don't see him losing his job because unlike the kicker that we had last year, that dude was missing multiple kicks during multiple games. This was probably one of the worst games that he's had kicking-wise in a Cowboys uniform. So I think he should be all right, especially if he shows up and he's consistent for the rest of the year. Now, Cowboys and ASU, what we got to talk about is now that we've given props where props is due, we've given credit where credit is due, we have to talk about this terrible-ass defense. Usually, I would be able to single it out like, who was the secondary? Or who was our linebacker? or who was our line? Uh, They they came together as a United 11-man front, and they all managed to stink it up. Minus I think Thompson getting that one interception that was off of a tip ball, that was literally the only good play that I saw. Was the interception in the very beginning of the game and one of the biggest reasons why I give that up as the best defensive play was not only did they get the ball back but the Cowboys were able to charge down and even though they couldn't convert for a touchdown they were at least able to get us three points out the deal. So, considering that they were able to march it down, field position and everything, defense indirectly got us three points. Better than they've usually done. But it was disappointing, man. The line wasn't really getting any sacks or anything. They could not hold Lamar Jackson. I would say that Lamar Jackson was out there looking like Mike Vick, but we've already compared Lamar Jackson to Mike Vick and... I pretty much call him Baby Vic, you know, with the fact that this man is running, I do like the fact that I can rely on him more as a passer as well, so he's just Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson did Lamar Jackson things, ran it right up the middle, got right past Van Der Esch. Van Der really disappointed me, he was not bringing it the way that he usually brings it. Sean Lee, he used to be the captain of this defense. It used to be to a point where our defense would suffer without him being on the field, and he was just non-existent now. I wonder if he's even still a captain. I just don't see that leadership out of Sean Lee that I used to see, man. He used to be on his Captain America real heavy with the defense, and just not seeing that anymore. I don't see any fire. I don't see any fight in the defense. I see McCarthy getting mad, which we need a balance because with Garrett, it seems like Garrett didn't get mad enough. And McCarthy is showing like, okay, he is aware he is alive. He does have a pulse and he is angry and he is upset about how the season is going. But what are you doing to change it? Yesterday's game was about the biggest change in game plan that I had seen thus far this season. And the only change that I saw was, like the majority of successful teams in the NFL, they went with their run. They established their run game. And they did good enough between, you know, one yarders, eight yarders. You know, literally convert, literally using down there all three downs and running the ball to get first downs. Um, reverses, there was a real nice reverse to Coop that I was really feeling. So they established their run game good enough to where on any given snap, Baltimore had to account for their run game as well as keeping their eye for the pass. And like me and a lot of the Cowboys nation has been saying, Your running game opens up your passing game. If you have no running game and all you're doing is passing, it is so easy to shut down a passing game. That is very easy. We can just switch up coverages. We we can tighten up. We can go zone if we need to go zone. We can go man if we need to go man. We can put more men in the box where instead of a four-man rush, you know, you can get creative, you can do a five six man bomb rush if you want to but the run game, if you cannot stop the run game, you cannot stop the run game, no matter how much you stack up or whatever, if you have an elusive running back that's getting through the seams and your offensive line is creating holes then there's nothing that you can do about it so now we're three and nine <laughs> three and fucking nine and the sad thing is some teams will stink it up just so that they can get a number one draft pick and usually if they're stinking it up that means that they have a bad quarterback and they're trying to use the number one pick to get some type of Heisman winning quarterback and with the fact that we accidentally barely won three games there's no tanking for Trevor Lawrence. The New York Jets has us beat at losing. I checked their record, and those boys are zero and twelve. At this rate, if they literally finish this season at zero and sixteen, oh, they're a shoo-in to get Trevor Lawrence. I don't know how happy he's going to feel about, you know, playing in New York for quintessentially the suckier team. But I guess at this point it's about getting into the NFL and just getting your stats up. You get your stats up, you get your dollars up. And then you get that blockbuster trade to a team that's actually worth a damn that could use your help. So even when it comes to losing, the Jets have us beat at losing. They realized a long time ago, if we're not going to make it, and we're not going to go anywhere, we might as well tank so that we can get one of the best picks that we can physically get our hands on. So they just gave up. They said, we're not going to show any type of effort at all. And that's the fact that hurts. The Cowboys, we have more pride than that. Even Jerry said it because people talked to Jerry about are you thinking about just tanking and he was like nah that's not how the Cowboys roll. We got more pride in it and I respect that. Now if we naturally just go without a win period during the season I mean that is what it is. That's how the football gods planned it to be but we're not going to lose on purpose just for the sake of being able to get one person. There's not one player out here that I can think of that's worth disappointing the Cowboys Nation and what this organization represents as quote-unquote America's team and as one of the most loved and hated teams by just tanking on purpose. Plus, why tank for a quarterback when you have a good quarterback sitting at home that isn't showing any public disgust with the organization? Before the game, you could see Dak out there on the practice field talking with Zeke and, you know, trying to be involved, you know, still on his crutch or whatnot. So give that man a shot when that man comes back. So as a GM, I wouldn't be worrying about tanking and I wouldn't be worrying about no damn Trevor Lawrence. What I will be worried about is tightening up that line. Either A, we got to figure out something as far as the personnel that we have coming back and evaluating who's good and who needs to be replaced. I love uh, Trevor Smith. I mean, Tyron Smith, sorry. I love Tyron Smith, man. You know what I'm saying? Real big physical dude, but he just stays injury prone, and I'm pretty sure that age is catching up with him. So we need to rebuild that line. With that line, you can get some rookies. You just got to really work them and really get some of the best pass protectors, run protectors that you can get your hands on. And we need to get them for cheap. We need to get some of the best help we can for value prices. That's why I always say go for rookies and go for free agents. The defense, that's the main focus. Because once you tighten up that line between Gallup, Cooper, and C.D. Lamb, I'm confident. And then, you know, you got guys like Noah Brown, Schultz, uh, Jarwin should be returning. Wilson, he comes in every full blue moon to make something happen. I'm confident with our receiving core. Running backs, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Zeke, and I'm fine with Pollard especially with the fact that Pollard has shown over the years that he can be rotated in and he can help make things happen and he can get some explosive runs here and there and he can help Zeke really get a good rest. I'm fine with that. And then obviously I'm good with the quarterback, minus last night's game. As long as it doesn't become a a habit, I'm happy with our kicker. The offense is fine. Defense, defense needs to be rebuilt first thing that I would do as a GM is I would get rid of Demarcus Lawrence. We spent way too much money, we extended way too much money. If it wasn't for that contract that Jerry wrote up for him, we could have kept him. But we gotta free up some cap room. Get rid of him and then boom, start from the ground up. Figure out, same thing with the D-line, figure out who's worth keeping. I would definitely keep, um, what's his name, Alden Smith. The guy that used to play for the 49ers, he's been balling out. But I would definitely cut Dean law As far as my linebackers, it's kind of a toss-up. I would try to be patient with Jalen Smith and Van Der Esch. Biggest thing would be our secondary. Our secondary is getting aired out. So that whole secondary, minus uh, Wilson. Minus Wilson, because he's been showing a lot of heart everybody else in that secondary y'all can go and let's get a brand new secondary and a few key d linemen and we should be all right sean lee i don't know he's getting older and older but if he goes obviously replace him and that's what i think we need to do uh the, the, the the coaching staff the coaching staff has got to go even if it includes mccarthy brand new coaching staff and I need a coaching staff of not only a winning record but someone that that has proven that they can get deep into the playoffs because anybody can get lucky and have a run or two where your team just makes it into the playoffs. I've told people before that team McCarthy had that year which I believe it was 2011 when they actually went to the Super Bowl and they beat a very good Steelers team. I could have coached that team. Aaron Rodgers, all of those different pieces that they had in, that that spectacular smash mouth defense, I could have coached that team and they would have won the Super Bowl. All right, we need real deal coaching. We can't get Jerry, you can't get an owner to fire himself, so Jerry Jones is gonna do Jerry Jones things. But those are the things that I think we need to make it happen. So just give a brief summary before we uh, get off of the air. On offense, let's tighten up the line. Whether we go with the people that we've got and we make some changes as far as who's starting, that's more of a coaching thing, or buying some new offensive linemen. Defense, let's tighten up our defensive line to make sure that we have the most aggressive pass rush that we can, and let's definitely revamp the whole secondary minus Wilson. I would like to see Wilson be the leader of that secondary at safety, but other than that, as far as any other safeties or as far as uh, our cornerbacks who are getting burnt, let's go ahead and cut them. Cut them and let's start fresh. Let's start looking to these colleges, not just for hot running backs and hot quarterbacks and hot receivers like we even did this time. Let's look to these colleges and let's look for some smash mouth defensive players. Some defensive players that know how to strip the ball. Some people that know how to really get some interceptions and mainly some people that want to hit somebody and smack somebody in the mouth. Because I guarantee you the way that these offenses have been running all over us, if we just had a smash mouth defense that was known to smack somebody in the mouth, they'd be a little hesitant after a couple of snaps. With that said, much love to the Cowboys Nation. This is your boy, Louis says Black, with another podcast. As always, check me out on Facebook, Louis says Black. And then it's all one word, but my Twitter handle and Instagram is at Louis says Black, and then you can find me at Black Legacy Entertainment on the YouTube channel. Be on the lookout for me and my boys, the Cuban Cigar Crisis we will be having a video coming out at the end of the year wrapping up how crazy this 2020 was. All right. Peace out, y'all. What you say like? All right. <laughs> Got a mac in the vision, no cataracts in my pupil Don't understand my decisions, so I
0: don't need your approval I'm a motherfucking villain, just like you see in the movie But still a motherfucking hero, stay low-key like a casino Here no a casino, pocket full of casino back full of that primo, bad bitches drinking no Pino And margarita bikinis in different cities you see seen me With bitches thick of serena, licking me so f- see the line between a maniac and a genius Fill up arenas, promoters. take the air to the cleaner Two decades straight, a hundred show, hundred K at the gate A night Peace, capisce, bread bigger than me Jeez. On the road to riches and diamond rings Where real niggas move things on private planes Lookin' for me, I be suckin' duckin' your little bitch ass. Lookin' for me, I be suckin' duckin' your little bitch ass. Ride right through the city, 100k on the seat. Shining like bitches in bikinis, sunny day on the beat. Pray on the week, never, I'ma find a way to stay on my feet. Hand on my heat, west side Atlanta, rubber bands on my bank. Man, I be beefin' with my daughter, man, I'm dealing with shit. The law, my nigga, country going goin' killin' some shit. I put my bitch out like I'm Martin in my feelings and shit. Another day of a dope boy, 100 million legit. On the road to riches, diamond ring real nigga move things on private plane. you know I would trap a book that early. Count my money, multiply her bag of that Six Sixty five, we be riding on the highway, going thick ends. Looking for me, I suck sucking duck in your little bitch ass. Fuck up, I hit man my yard, motherfucker getting at it. Drama, we ain't going back and forth, but the real friends. Niggas talking, me big cap. I won't listen him. They get kitted when nobody paid a ransom for. They never been a pawn, always been a king. And I ain't never gave a damn what a nigga thinks. Fuck. On the road, the riches and diamond rings, where real niggas move things on private planes. You're looking for me, I be sucker ducking your little bitch ass. Looking for me, I be sucker ducking your little bitch ass. Ride right through the city, under care on the seat. Shining like bitches in bikinis, Sunny day on the beat. Pray on the weed, never. I'm gonna find a way to stay on my feet. Hand on my heat, West Atlanta rubber bands on my roll.